Welcome back to the PropTech Podcast. We're really excited today to welcome Wizzy Young. Wizzy is the Managing Director of Group Marketing and Local Markets for Channel 9. Wizzy has executive responsibility for all marketing activities for the whole of Nine Group and is responsible for managing key commercial partnerships. She's an expert at finding new ways to engage audiences and finding innovative ways to reach out to customers. Well, Lizzie, thank you for joining us on the PropTech Insider. No problem. Thanks for having me, Angus. We're going to have a great conversation based around what to do with personalization of marketing. Where's marketing been over the last 15, 20 years? Where is it today? And where do we kind of see the future going? And I guess let's just start with uh, the tagline being the Uberization of everything that's going on and the real-time communication between clients and how you communicate to them. What are you seeing? What are some of your insights into it? I work in an industry that has been around for 60 years or even longer in, in print, print media, if you like, but certainly in television, let's call it 60 years. And in the last couple of years, we've started this journey of digitising the television yeah. and thinking about how we compete as a free-to-air player against the incoming global SVOD players and how we have an experience that is as good for a consumer as what they are prepared to pay for with the global players. It's been really interesting to your point around how do we create that experience and it's tricky right because a consumer isn't going to come to us and tell us how they want to watch television. They don't know what they don't know. They don't know what the difference is to how it's been served up to them for the last 60 years. So doing the work around understanding how people are consuming content, and this is across the television or it's in, our, in radio or it's in newspapers, getting people to think about how it could look, it's almost impossible. And you also run the problem of sample size of one or 10. So you do a focus group and ask someone those questions. They don't know the answer to that. And then also what suits one person does not suit millions of people. So this whole issue around personalization, it's personalization to quite large cohorts of millions of people. And how do you make sure what you do is good enough without being too regimented and then becomes annoying to people. So a lot of what we've been doing is building and then testing it with significant sized populations and then making iterations. But to do that, you need amazing technologists and product people who can think about things that have never happened before or who can look at a product that's somewhere else in the world and go, okay, the best bits of that that we can scale are three things, so let's do those. And then let's think about what we can do here in Australia. And if I kind of reflect back on the conversation that you and I had recently with Nathan Jones from Buxton Real Estate, and that was a lot about originally it was a brand and now he's actually identifying his business as a technology company. So it's that really that shift into a new market, new way of thinking. I guess for our customers in particular, we've got a much smaller sample size of interactions, but we really have the same problem at the end of the day, which is... We've got a bunch of people that want to move into a particular suburb. They don't probably know completely what they're looking for. How do we coach them and give them touch points from a marketing perspective to push them in our direction? And obviously, we've got the traditional media through domain.com and we've got a range of different assets through Nine that we can do that through, which is great. But once we've got those people inside of our database, I think we were talking about this offline as well before, how do we actually use that data and benefit from that data as well? 
Yeah, it's so important at that point. Once you've got them, it's so important to get the personalization and the relevancy correct. Like I think, and you know, full disclosure on my bias here, um, because I'm a domain customer as well as being involved in the business. The one, you know, the standout feature for me was School Map. Like, I think it was so intuitive when it was put into the platform. And then you think about all the other decisions in life that people make. You know, they want to know how close their school, their potential school is. They want to know how far away they are from facilities. They want to know where utilities are. They want to know where beach. So all of those different, I guess, data points become really crucial mm. to enabling people to make better decisions. And then there's that piece about how your data and your algorithms, if you like, or AI is working in the background to make it really relevant and timely. And that's probably the other big thing I would say is you've got to get people when they're in the mood. Mm. And that's really hard. Like, how do you know when someone's in the mood? Because for someone, it might be they do their property searches on a Thursday night ahead of Saturday, but someone else might be there every hour of the day, particularly in a market that's hot like it is right now. So how do you give them that inside running? And I think the other thing, like domain for owners for me, amazing. Because I want to track my property and I want to do work to it, improve it, and then let someone see that so that I know how much it's actually gaining in value. So then I can think about what's the next step. Yeah. And I guess to your point as well is if you look back 15 years or even five years ago, the level of information that was available to a consumer was a lot more limited. Consumers come to a house now with a range of different information about roughly what they think that property is worth, what renovation they're going to do, what kind of impact that might have on the price because of these data sets we're able to provide from the industry. One of the hardest things for our customers now, though, is there is so much technology out there. And it's an interesting question to ask you would be, how do you evaluate what success looks like for a piece of technology that you put into your business? So we are currently in a process at the moment, and there are so many vendors out there for every single piece of tech that you could arguably put into your workflow. So I think the crucial piece is really assessing and being very clear upfront with what you want the product to do for your business. And the interrogation that then needs to go into that with every vendor that's telling you that they can deliver that is lengthy. And it requires a lot of capability and a lot of time and resource on you as the business with the requirement to really drill down because tech that doesn't work and gets oversold and doesn't deliver on its promise, it doesn't do what it says on the tin, is expensive from both a financial perspective but also people and resourcing. And getting really clear on how the platform or the vendors think about their product and what it does for the end consumer because they're talking to you as a business. So they can fall into that trap of having that conversation without thinking about your end user because yeah. that's actually the important person in this. So for me, it's, it's the time and it's the serious, serious conversation to be had with people. Like great partnerships and great tech partnerships are amazing, but you, you don't get a good partnership without investing a lot of time. 
Exactly. And I guess we talk about that a lot actually on this podcast, which is you and Morton as an example that we had on the other week. He was actually talking about there's actually this hidden cost associated in putting in this tech into my business, which is actually much larger than the actual tech itself in a lot of cases. 100%. And if you're talking about a three or six month implementation and bearing in mind that in that implementation, it will not be ready. Yeah. We know where, you know, the, the piece of work that we're undergoing at the moment, it has been a, it'll probably end up being a three month RFP process. And then it will be a negotiation process, which will last a month. And then it will be a three month implementation process, but not everything will work and be fit for purpose at the end of that implementation process. From there, it becomes about testing and learning and iterating because things will change and evolve. And that's where, again, it's really important to understand what resource you've got internally to put to this and what resource the vendors got to put to it. And it is quite amazing how many, you know, if, if I just, without sort of getting into too much detail, of the vendors that we are looking at for this process at the moment, I would say only 40% of them actually invest the right amount of their resource dedicated to what I know we will need. So you've really got to get into the nuts and bolts of what they're bringing to the table. Exactly. And I think that the great thing about tech and the bad thing about tech is it's never finished. So once you've implemented it, it's now onto the next projects. It's the next iteration. So I think the really important point that I got out of that is it's not just about selling the technology and having the silver bullet. It's actually about the follow through in order to be able to execute and keep up with the size of your business or the aspirations of where you're trying to get to. 100%. The keeping up is really um, interesting as well because lots of things, lots of people will tell you it's in the pipeline. Start, can, things can stay in pipelines for a very long period of time. Yeah and also then just never eventuate. So really being clear, and this goes back to having good partners and good partnerships that are built on trust and and feedback and authenticity. And, you know, when things in a year's time don't don't get delivered, that's okay if you no longer need them. Mm. It's not okay if you still need them or you need the better version though. And the only way you get to that kind of co-creating something is through that really trusted partnership model. Awesome. Well, we're nearly out of time, but we always ask two questions at the end of the podcast. So let's see how you go. It's so the first question is, what's your personal definition of success? This has probably changed in the last two years. I'm sure everybody has been saying that because I feel like everyone's life has obviously changed a lot with the with the P word, the pandemic. Um, for me, it enabled me to spend a lot more time with family and um, friends when possible, but certainly my my particular, my kids. And I think I used to talk a lot about work-life balance and always felt like I was failing. Success for me is now about work-life blend and actually having it all as much as you can with young kids and a full-time job and stuff. But I think there's, I think companies um, are enabling people now to make a better go at that than ever before. And that, that's a great lead on into the final question, which is what's one thing that you're going to start, stop and continue? So continue is going to be this work-life blend. I've definitely taken a better approach to that post-pandemic. Start, stopped exercising during COVID, so I need to get back into that yeah. big time. And stop, this is definitely the hardest one because nobody ever wants to admit that they do something that they should stop. I'm reckoning, 
but I am going to stop battling with my kids about their device usage and I'm just going to be and then as a result of that I have to start something which is being more active with them and getting outside and embracing embracing um, being out and about a bit more. Awesome. Well, Lizzie, thank you so much for your insights today around the personalization, the future of marketing and technology and how you're thinking about it in your own business inside of Nine. I think that we've just hit the surface on the Domain and Nine Group partnership. So thank you for your time. No, thanks for having me, Angus. Really enjoyable. Thanks for listening to today's episode of PropTech Insider. If you'd like to learn more about our topic today, visit agentsolutions.com.au. If you enjoyed this topic and you want to hear more about exciting content that we have in store, please hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast app you use. See you next time.